So there are four F words that get in the way of your obedience to the Lord. And yes, this still relates to weight loss. All right. So let's talk about it. Let's go. Welcome to the Overweighted Podcast, where we get real about the struggles of being obese and needing to lose a whole lot of weight. My name's Malika. I'm your host, weight loss mentor and coach. Join me on my personal weight loss journey to lose about 200 pounds. And as I share my very real experiences, plus some simple, successful and sustainable weight loss tips and mindset shifts so that we can mark lose weight off of our to do list for good. So this is session five of weight loss, wellness, and the word. If you ever want to join me live, I do this on YouTube. You can join me over there. I'm Malika Burley on YouTube. I would love to see you, see your comments, and get to know you a little bit better. But this is session five, and I'm going into the four F words that get in the way of obedience. And I just want to remind you that I have my giveaway for the new book. The giveaway is going to end April 30th but you can still grab the book and take a picture of yourself with the book. Tag me on social media at Malika Burley, and that will get you an entry into the giveaway for a $25 gift card. And also, if you read the book, leave a review for me over on Amazon. I would appreciate that so much. It will help the book to reach other people so that it can be a blessing to them. And that would be a blessing to me as well. All right, so let's get into session five of weight loss, wellness, and the word. So let's go ahead and get started with our weight loss, wellness, and the word for today. So this particular message, um, I had the pleasure of sharing this message on Sunday. Um, However, I didn't deliver it the way I would have wanted to deliver it. I didn't give out all the examples I wanted to give out. Um, And so I asked the Lord, like, can I do this again on Thursday? You know, he didn't give me anything else to share. So I'm going to say that's a go ahead to share it with you today. So that way I can actually share it the way I want to share it. I'm in my comfort zone here. Um, I was really nervous. I'm not going to even pretend I wasn't. I was super nervous. And so just trying to get through it um, so that the nerves would go away. I left out some things. (laughs) So I'm in my comfort zone now. So I want to share the message again here in my comfort zone. And I'm sure the Lord had me say whatever he needed me to say on that day. Um, But I want to share this with you all. And you may be asking, well, what in the world is obedience? So the message is on obedience. If I didn't say that already, what in the world does obedience have to do with weight loss and wellness? Obviously, it's the word. But if we are obedient, it's going to help us with our wellness spiritually. So our spiritual health, it will help us with that. Um, If we are obedient, it's going to help us relationally with relational health. Um, And I apologize in in advance if I have any uh, issues with my Wi-Fi. It's been acting real cray-cray lately. All right. So um, if uh, you are obedient to the Lord, it's going to help you relationally. It's going to help you emotionally. Um, And it's also going to impact your physical health as well. So obedience to the Lord, absolutely has everything to do with our health. So that's why I wanted to go ahead and share this message. So, you know, when um, I was thinking about obedience, so I thought 
I was thinking about how we know there's blessings and obedience, and then there's also curses for disobedience. And we see that in Deuteronomy 28. And, you know, we love to quote Deuteronomy 28. Uh, there's songs about it, you know, I'm blessed going in, blessed going out, I'm blessed in the city, I'm blessed in the field, I'm the head, not the tail, you know, all those amazing things in Deuteronomy 28. And if you have been around, then you may know that I also read Deuteronomy 28 as a blessing over you for this particular, for this year, coming into this year. If not, you can go back and watch the video where I shared that and prayed that over you for this year. But what we forget is what it says in verses one and two. And let me share that with you. All right. Let me. Computer's freezing up on me. All right. Let me share Deuteronomy 28, verse one and two. Okay. So it says, and see, even the title of Deuteronomy 28, well, the first half is blessings on obedience, or some say blessings for obedience. So it says in Deuteronomy 28, 1 and 2, now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord, your God. And so again, and then it goes into all of the blessings. So we like to look at all those blessings, but we forget that it says that those blessings will come upon us if we obey if we obey, then we'll have those blessings. And so we have to remember that. And then also it says it again, after it lists all the blessings, it, it goes into it and says it again in verses 13 through 14. And so if we look at the Bible, there are so many examples of obedience and people being obedient and also people being disobedient in the Bible. And there were really two main people that really stand out to me when I think of obedience in the Bible. One of those people obviously is Jesus, right? Jesus is the perfect example of obedience. Like we see him even in the Garden of Gethsemane um, when he's saying, you know, um, he was asking if there was any way if that cup could pass him so that he didn't have to be a sacrifice. And so he did say, though, nevertheless, your will not my will be done. And so he said, even though I really do not want to do this, nevertheless, your will, not my will be done. And so to me, that is a perfect, beautiful example of obedience. Um, but then I know that Jesus is our example of perfection, right? And, and none of us are perfect. We want to continue to try to be like him and we want to continue to get more and more like him each day, but we're never going to be perfect. Um, and so I wanted to have an example of someone that wasn't perfect, right? An example of someone who had lied in the past, someone who um, may have been fearful at times, someone who may have doubted God at times, maybe also um, his faith might have wavered 
before, right? So someone a little more like me, <laughs> a little more flawed like I am, right? And so that brought me to the example of Abraham, of Abraham. Um, and if you're familiar with Abraham, you know that he had this promised child, Isaac, and then the Lord asked him to sacrifice Isaac. And so we see this really, uh, I like to call it the Abrahamic level of obedience um, in this story because he was willing to do that and obey the Lord. Um, but don't worry if you don't know the story, he didn't have to sacrifice him. But I'm going to actually read through this story and I'll, I'll read through it a, a little fast um, so that we can get through it. Um, and not take up too much time. And just one second, let me pull it up. So we are going to go into Genesis 22, 1 through 18. Let me put it up here for you. Genesis 22, 1 through 18. And I'm going to share my screen again. All right. Oh, it's still loading. All right. There we go. Genesis 22, 1 through 18. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham. And he said, here I am. Then he said, take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac, his son, and he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. By the way, catch that that it was on the third day that Abraham saw the place that he was to sacrifice his son afar off. And Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship and we will come back to you. He said, we, now he knows he's going up there to sacrifice his son, but he said, we will come back to you. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son, and he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and the two of them went together. Now, read this again uh, in 22.6. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. Isaac had to carry the very wood that he was to be sacrificed on up the mountain. And if that isn't a, a type and shadow of Jesus having to carry his own cross, to the place that he would be sacrificed. I don't know what is. So that is our, we see Jesus right there in this. Um, Isaac had to carry the very wood that he was to be sacrificed on. And it, we're back in seven. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, my father. And he said, here I am, my son. Then he said, look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, my son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. Then they came to the place of which God had told them, of which God had told him. And Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order 
And he bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. Now, I got to stop for a second because I'm always wondering, what was Isaac thinking? Like, how did he, his father, bind him? Like, was he, like, talking to him? Was he like, father, what are you doing right now? Why are you tying me up and laying me on this altar? Like, was he fighting against him? Like, did Abraham have to knock him out first so <laughs> he could tie him up, right? Like, I want some more details in this story, but these are all the details we have. But that's what goes through my mind. Like, when I'm reading this, like, how did he just let him tie him up and lay him on the altar like that? Or was he that obedient that he just let him do that, right? But anyway, Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, here I am. And he said, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by its thorn, horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place, the Lord will provide, Jehovah Jireh, as it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. Then the Lord of then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven and said, by myself, I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son, blessing, I will bless you and multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand, which is on the seashore and your descendants shall possess the gates of their enemies. In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. So that is such an awesome story. Um, I love that. And so I want to point out some things in this story about obedience, about obedience. All right. And so, um, when we look at that story, you know, whenever I read that, I'm like, would I ever obey God on that level to the point that I would sacrifice my only son? Um, and I have four children, so any any of the four. And honestly, like I can say I wouldn't. I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't sacrifice or I wouldn't be obedient to that level to sacrifice uh, one of my children. And I know it's a totally different time. Obviously, we don't have to do anything like that. God's not asking us to do anything like that. And to be perfectly honest, he wasn't really asking them to do anything like that. That was something that uh, people did for pagan gods and sacrifices, not um, our Lord God, right? So that was, like it said, just a test is what it said. And so I have to ask myself, so what was it that made Abraham obey at this level? And so if we look back at verse 12, let me share my screen with you again. And I should probably just leave this up. Um, but if, if we look back at 12, it says, 
And he said, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. So we see the answer right here. What was it that made Abraham obey on this level? It was that he feared God. It was that he feared God. And so we know, we could see that fear of the Lord leads to obedience. So fearing God leads to obedience. And so I wanted to ask, well, okay, if fear of God leads to obedience, then what is it that is getting the, in the way of me obeying? What is it that is getting in the way of my obedience to the Lord? And so I came, I, um, came up, well, me and Holy Spirit came up with four F words that get in the way of obedience. So fear is one F word that leads to obedience, but there are four F words that I want to go over that get in the way of obedience. And there are other F words like flesh, fear, uh, the other kind of fear that get in the way of obedience as well. But I'm going to go into these four in particular because I know there are they are four that I've had to uh, uh, deal with and work through um, at times. All right. So if we look back at it, and I'm not going to put it up on the screen this time, but if we look back at verse two and verse three, we see in verse two of Genesis 22, we see in verse two that Abraham was given the command to sacrifice his son. And then we see in verse three that it says, so he, Abraham rose early in the morning like between verse two and three, verse two, he got the command. Verse three, he rose early in the morning to uh, do the command, right? And so one of the things that get in the way of us being obedient, it could be our feelings. So our feelings. So number one, the first F word is feelings. And we see in verse two and three, there's no indication of Abraham's feelings in there. We don't see him saying he doesn't feel like it. We don't see him getting in his feelings, right? All we see is obedience. We don't see him asking why. We don't see him saying, Lord, this is my only son. This is super inconvenient for me. I got to chop all this wood, take my son up. Then I got to fight him up there, most likely to tie him up. Like we don't see him saying he doesn't feel like doing it. We don't see him getting in his feelings about it. Right. And so feelings can be one of those things that get in the way of our obedience to the Lord. So maybe for us, we're saying, Lord, that's really inconvenient for me. Um, Lord, I don't want to leave this job because then I got to try to go and find another job. Lord, I don't want to leave this church. I'm really comfortable here. Then I got to go worry about where I'm going to go to church and try to find the church. Um, Lord, I don't want to. I have to move all this stuff. I'm like comfortable here in my mom's house. I don't want to have to pack up and move and then be out on my own trying to find a place, trying to pay all these bills, right? I don't want to have to start over again with a new relationship. Lord, I'm, I'm comfortable here. This relationship is good. I don't want to have to start all over again. Even though you're calling me to leave this relationship, I don't want to have to start all over again or I don't feel like being alone I don't want to be alone, Lord. So I'm comfortable here, right? 
maybe we are in our feelings or maybe the Lord's trying to tell you, hey, I want you to go give this person over here a word, but you're in your feelings and you're like, Lord, do you remember back in 1962 when I said hi to her? She just walked by me and act like she didn't hear me. I don't want to give her a word, right? We are all in our feelings. So F, the first F word, feelings get in the way of our obedience. And so I have a fix for you, for your feelings. And so when we are feeling a certain kind of way, we have to check our thoughts, right? Because our thoughts lead to how we feel, right? So think about this for a second. If you are thinking uh, about a particular person and you're thinking about the negative things that that person has done, maybe negative ways that that person has treated you, then you're going to start feeling some kind of way about that person, right? But if you start thinking about the positive things that that person has done or the positive uh, characteristics about that person, then that's going to help you have more positive feelings about that uh, particular person, right? So the fix for your feelings is to check your thoughts. What are your thoughts? And we know that we are supposed to take every thought captive to obey Christ. And then also we are supposed to do like in Philippians 4 and 8, to think on the things that are pure, that are uh, honorable, just, uh, true, lovely, commendable, excellent, worthy of praise, right? If we are thinking on those things, if we're thinking on the positive things, if we are taking those thoughts captive, then that's going to help us to have more positive feelings and be more willing to obey the Lord when he calls us to do something. And so we have to, the fix for our feelings is to check our thoughts and really think about, well, what is it am I meditating on right now? Am I meditating on the negative or am I meditating on the positive? All right. So that's number one, your feelings. The second F word that gets in the way of our obedience to the Lord is our focus, our focus. If we look at back at Genesis 22 and 16, it says, um, and and God, this was the, the Lord saying, by myself, I have sworn, declares the Lord, because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son. And so Abraham was focused on doing what the Lord said for him to do, because God said, because you have done this. So he was focused on doing what the Lord said to do and on the command that the Lord had gave him. And so there's two things that get in the way of our focus, which gets us in the way of our obedience, um, because we know we should be focused on the Lord and what the Lord is telling us to do. But there's two things that get in the way of our, our focus and get in the way of our obedience. So one of those things can be distractions and the other one could be idolatry right? We are, we may be so distracted by all the things of the world that we are not being obedient to what the Lord is telling us to do. Um, or we may not even be aware of what he's telling us to do because he may be telling us to do something, but we're so distracted by everything going on in the world that we're not even hearing him, right? So our focus is off. Or it could be, again, idolatry. Um, just to give you a quick example for myself uh, in business, you know, um, the Lord, before I started this business, and some of you already know this because I've shared it before, but before I started this, bus this business, I wasn't doing this. Like I wasn't planning on doing weight loss mentoring and coaching. I was just trying to lose weight. I was selling jewelry. 
at the time, right? And so before I was really focused on sharing, sharing, um, selling the jewelry, being successful. I wanted to be, you know, walk across the, the stage and get the, all the accolades, you know, make the money and the things. Um, and so that's what I was doing. And that got to a point where I was idolizing that business. And so the Lord was calling me out of that. And so had I continued to idolize the business, I would not have been obedient to what the Lord wanted me to do. So I had to get to this place. And this is something that my coach would ask me. She would say, um, well, all of us, she would ask us, is God enough? Is God enough? And I had to, of course, my first good girl Christian answer was, yeah, of course, God's enough, right? But really, when I would sit with that, I would see areas in my life where God wasn't enough, or I didn't believe that God, of course, he's enough, but I didn't believe that God was enough. And so um, I had to really uh, realize that I was in a place of God wasn't enough for me, right? And so my focus wasn't fully on him. And of course, he called me out of that and being obedient. Now I am in a place where I know that God is enough. And if I'm in him and I'm um, with him, I have everything I need in him, right? So I'm in that place now, but before I wasn't. So distractions and um, idolatry can take our focus off of the Lord to the point that we're not being obedient and doing the things that he's calling us to do. And so our fix for our focus is in Matthew 6 and 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. All the things that are distractions for us, all the things that we may be idolizing, let those go, put God first, put our focus back on him and then as we do that, all the things that we need will be added onto us. All the things that he have for us will be added onto us, right? So that's the fix for our focus. So that was number two. Number one was our feelings. Number two is focus. And the third F word is forest. The third F word that gets in the way of obedience is forest. Genesis 22, 17 through 18, um, it says, and it's a little bit different in the New King James version that I read. This is the ESV version. But Genesis 22, 17 through 18 says, I will surely bless you and I will surely multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven and as the sand that is on the seashore and your offspring shall possess the gate of his enemies and in your offspring shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. So the third F word that gets in the way of obedience is forest. And what I mean by this is that saying you can't see the forest for the trees, right? So technically the trees would be what is getting in the way of our obedience, but we can't see the forest for the trees. And what that means is that we can't see the bigger picture, that there's something bigger going on here. We're, we may be so consumed with our lives and what we want and what we want in our lives and um, wanting to be obedient and, and doing our own will that we don't realize there's a bigger picture and God's trying to do something bigger in us and through us. And so that's what it's saying here in this uh, verse, Genesis 22, 17 through 18, when he's saying, I will surely multiply your offspring. And he says, and your offspring shall possess the gate of his enemies 
and in your offspring shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. So had Abraham not been obedient, his offspring, the nations of the earth, all of them would not have been, been blessed through him, right? So there was a bigger picture. And it said, this is because you have obeyed my voice. So through Abraham's obedience, all the nations and the offspring um, and the nations of the earth get to be blessed through his obedience. And so we have to remember that there is a bigger picture and it's not just about us. It's about you, but it's not just about you. There's something bigger going on. And so we can't let the forest get in the way of our obedience. So what is the fix for this? So the fix for the forest is remembering that his ways are not our ways, right? And so sometimes he may tell us to do something that just doesn't seem to make any sense. He may tell you to take a different route to work than what you normally take, because maybe there's someone on the way that he wants you to stop and be a blessing to, or maybe he's trying to help you avoid an accident or something, right? His ways are not our ways. We we have to remember he can see the whole forest, right? We uh, may only be at this level where we can only see the trees, or maybe we can only see some of the forest, but he can see the whole thing. So we have to remember that his ways are not our ways and that we need to lean not on our understanding, but lean on his, right? And so also just know that, um, and God has done this for me multiple times in my life so far, um, that he is the God of Romans 8.28. And so that is that he is going to, um, to work everything for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So know that he is going to work everything for the good of those that love him and are called according to his purpose. So the good things and the bad thing, he's bad things, he's going to work them together. So we just have to trust and obey um, and, and realize that there's a bigger picture going on. And it's not just about us and what we want in our lives in the moment. All right. So that was number three, the forest. And the last F word that gets in the way of obedience, the fourth one is faith. And of course, faith is a good thing, but I mean like lack of faith, little faith, or wavering faith, right? And if we look at Genesis 22, 8, Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. God will provide. He didn't say God might provide. He didn't say maybe God will provide. He didn't say, I sure hope God provides. <laughs> he said, God will provide, right? And so he had a really high level of faith. And we know we see him in, uh, I believe it's Hebrews 11, they call it like the hall of faith, where um, they're listing off people that had a really high level of faith. But he said, God will provide. And so this is one of the things that I'm still working on with the Lord, um, if I'm totally honest. And, you know, I can look at this and say, wow, that is amazing. Abraham really had that strong faith and God came through for him and he provided. He did not have to sacrifice his son. He provided the lamb, uh, the ram for him to sacrifice, right? And so I would ask myself, though, but would God do that for me? Like, and, and that's where my faith can be a lack of faith, wavering faith, little faith. Um, and you know, it's funny when I think of little faith, because it says if you have like faith, like this grain of a mustard seed, that's all you need, right? That's me paraphrasing. That's not the actual scripture. And I'm thinking like, man, 
my faith has to be even smaller than the great <laughs> grain of a mustard seed sometimes because uh I have really small faith. So like, wow, it must sometimes, right? So I'm like, wow, it must be really, really tiny <laughs> because a uh, mustard seed is super small. But anyway, that was a sidebar. So, you know, I, I asked myself, well, would he do that for me though? Would he do that for me? Like if I see um, someone having success in business or I see someone having the kingdom marriage of their dreams that they want to have, or I see someone... Um, getting blessed financially, right? I'm like, wow, that's awesome. That's so amazing. I love people. I love encouraging people. Um, I will be the first one to cheer you on. And I truly wholeheartedly mean it. I love to see people winning. But I will sometimes ask myself, but would God do that for me? Would he do it for me? Right? And so there may be the lack of faith and also, um, maybe not trusting God. So that goes back to, but do I trust him, right? Do I trust him to do it? Um, sometimes we don't want to let the, something go because we don't necessarily trust God with it, right? Is, is he calling you to be obedient and maybe hand your children over to him, but you're not willing to take your hands off and let them go? And it could be that you don't trust him fully with it, right? So it may be lack of faith there. Um, we may think that it's better off in my hands. Like, Lord, um, I want you to uh, bless this business, right? Or uh, bless bless me on the job, right? But we're still trying to control and manipulate and do everything to make that business successful or to try to be seen like on the job so that we can get the promotion that we want. So we are asking him to do it. But really, we are still taking control of the thing. And so it's like we kind of feel like it's better off in our hands. So are we thinking that we're a better God than God? Are we thinking that we have more power than he does? Are, we're pretty much saying I can do a better job than you can. And we're not trusting him fully in that. Right. And so what I believe the fix for our faith is the fix for the lack of faith or the little faith. Um, or the wavering faith is instead of asking, like for me in the in the first example, when I was saying, well, would he do that for me? Instead of asking, why would he do it? I should ask, well, why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he do it? If I know that he's a God that loves me and I am his daughter, why wouldn't he do it for me? If I am obeying his commands, like it says, because you have obeyed my voice, he he blessed him with those things. If I'm obeying his voice, why wouldn't he bless me, right? If he's given me all of these promises in the Bible and one's rhema words that he's given me, then why wouldn't he do it, right? He is not a man that he shall lie. So if he's promised it and I'm doing my part because we know some things are conditional, um, just like Deuteronomy 28. So if I'm doing my part, why wouldn't he come through and do his part? Of course he would, right? So instead of asking, why would he, I need to ask, why wouldn't he? And also one of the things that can help us to fix the lack of faith or lack of trust is looking back on the track record that we have with him. Because when I look back on all the things that he's done for me before, how can I not have faith that he will come through for me again, right? So uh, um, the fix for not allowing your lack of faith to come in 
um, the way of you being obedient to the Lord is asking yourself, why wouldn't he? And also looking back on those things that he's done for you in the past to show you that, hey, remember I did this? Remember I brought you through that? Remember when you finally released that thing to me and let it go and took it out of your hands that I took really good care of it for you, right? So that is the fix for our faith. All right. And so I so that is the four F words that get in the way of our obedience. Remember, fear of the Lord, which is reverence of the Lord, respect, being in awe of him. Fear of the Lord is what leads to obedience. But the four F words that get in the way of obedience are your feelings, your focus, the forest and faith, the lack of faith, little faith, wavering faith. All right. Those are the four F, F words that get in the way of obedience. And like I said, still very relevant to our health um, because this is just about wellness as well. So that affects your spiritual health, your relational health, your emotional health, your mental health, and also can affect your physical health as well when um, you are obedient or not to the Lord. All right. So sit with the Lord and really um, ask him, like show, uh, ask him to show you what is it that's getting in the way of your obedience to him and work through those things with him so that they won't they won't be an issue for you any longer and that you can be obedient on that abrahamic level like we just read abraham was all right let's pray all right father god thank you so much for this time together thank you for today thank you for your love your grace and your mercy. Thank you that you love us so much that you are willing to give us grace in those times that we are not being as obedient as you want us to be. And we are not being obedient. We are being disobedient or those times where we have that delayed obedience, which is still disobedience. Lord, thank you for your grace um, and your mercy in that we don't always get the consequences that we should get for being disobedient. And Lord, thank you that you're so willing to bless us when we are obedient to you. Thank you that you are willing to just shower your your love upon us when we are being obedient to you and following your commands. Lord, search our hearts, show us those things that may be getting in the way of our obedience to you and help us to remove those things so that we can walk in full obedience. And Lord, anytime that um, disobedience may pop up again, um, because we know we are living in this world. And so things are going to come to distract us. Things are going to come to uh, get us in our feelings. Things are going to come to make us not see the forest and just focus on ourselves. And there may be times where we just don't have the faith and the trust in you like we should. So Lord, when those times pop up, help us to see them right away so that we can move out of that place of disobedience and get right back into obedience and alignment with you so that we can be in alignment with the um, purpose and the calling that you have for us so that we can stay in your protection um, instead of being out from under you. All right, Lord, we thank you so much and we love you in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Don't forget that my new book is out now, Christ Over Cookies, Winning the War Between Feeding Your Face and Fueling Your Faith. And you can get that at ChristOverCookies.com. All the links are there for you for Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Apple Books, and all the other places to grab the book, or you can just search it up when you go there. And remember, I have a giveaway going on until um, April 30th. So make sure you grab the book and enter that giveaway. All right.
thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate you. And I will see you later. All right. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. If you got any value out of this or something just really resonated with you, can you do me a favor and leave a review? It helps others find the show so that it could help them too. Also, I'd love to connect with you on other platforms. I'm Malika Burley on IG and YouTube. And go grab my free webinar, The Five Keys to Simple, Successful, and Sustainable Weight Loss at MalaykaBurley.com. And of course, all of those links are in the show notes. Thanks again and have a blessed day.